Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Pain is temporary. It may last for a minute, or an hour, or a day, or even a year. But eventually, it will subside, and something else will take its place. If I quit, however, it will last forever. Well, 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 welcome back, everybody, to Warriors of the Good. We have returned. Our triumphant return is here, and we can't thank you all enough for joining us, hopping back on the journey to become, ultimately, Warriors of the Good. What's going on, everybody? Corey Ponderolo joined alongside Stephen J. Fenton, partner it's been a while. We've hit the refresh button, but as warriors, we may hit an impasse on our journey, but there's always an ultimate goal, and we're ready to kind of get back on that path and continue spreading um, the goodness from one person to another. Uh, wouldn't want to spread that word with anyone else, and I'm just happy to kind of get rolling again. Uh, we were able to hit the refresh button this summer. Um, but we still are passionate about this podcast, the message of this podcast, and um, definitely want to continue with some of these goals as we continue to rev back up here um, in the month of October and always words and messages and you know great interviews that we will have down the road uh, for our listeners going forward. So partner, I'm going to turn the floor over to you for a little bit. Welcome back. I um, guarantee our viewers and listeners are ready to hear your voice. So how are you, my friend? How was your summer? And how are things back as the school year has gotten underway as well? Well, the way of the warrior. It is the pleasure, an honor, and a blessing to be back doing this. Just as I mentioned before, the way of the warrior. Nothing can stop a warrior as any warrior is out there, and there is lots of different examples and types of warrior. And what Corey and I are trying to do and try to, through this podcast, through both of our experiences in life, through the many things that are to come, we're trying to spread the way of the warrior. It's awesome to be back. So awesome that as I sit here and we kind of bring this podcast back to life, we kind of bring this podcast back to our listeners and only hope that more listeners can hear this. I'm currently wearing my Warriors of the Good custom-made hat that I wear pretty much every day that me and Corey both got for ourselves as a beginning. And who knows, out in the world, people looking at our emblem and saying, there's something there I see, a microphone, there's a shield there, some swords, it's got to be something I see there. The way of the warrior, and for us, the way of the warrior is to be and to spread the goodness that we both believe in so much. So, yeah, my friend, my partner, as we call each other partners, because that's exactly what we are. One teacher, one student who have become very good friends. We're back. And I'm more than excited to continue the passion that we both have in spreading this Warriors of the Good podcast. And there's so many awesome ideas that are just going to flying through both of our minds folks and i just hope you stick with us because every episode we do this we get better and better and better and speaking of that we have some ideas coming up for the future that was actually mentioned on our mini pod number two before we took our small hiatus and that idea what Corey was talked about on mini pod number two for you consistent listeners was a warriors of the good edition for kids because if you go back to that episode, Corey talked a lot about most of our listeners are for young adults, maybe even some older adults. But being a teacher myself, Corey, being one of my students, having experience as a coach, we've really 
really talked about bringing that to the kids, maybe kids in the school systems these days that I see every day. And Corey sees when he comes in and spends time with me that they really, really need this. And perhaps when we started this podcast, partner, when we started this podcast, I've actually, my teaching actually improved. And that's after 19 years of being a public school educator. So we got a couple little guest speakers right now. They're going to give a little, um, a little bit of uh, love and a little bit of addition towards our future podcast for kids. Um, I'll let them introduce themselves. They're going to give you a, a little hello, a little statement, and uh, then I'll come back on and talk a little bit more about it before I pass it on over to Corey. Hi, I'm Ashley. Hi, I'm Abigail. We can't wait for the Warriors in the Good. Kids edition. Keep being a warrior. <laughs> Good job, girls. Perfect. Yep. 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 You heard it right, Corey. Those were my girls, my children, Ashley and Abigail, making their debut on Warriors of the Good, spreading the message or spreading the future of Warriors of the Good Kids Edition. So, girls, thank you so much. We appreciate you being able to give us your insight. And uh, we're excited. We're excited for the future, Corey. We're a partner. I'm just so happy to be back. Couldn't say better myself, my friend. Um, and that's what's so special, you know, about our message is that, you know, whether we're kind of portraying and whether it's even giving our ultimate goal and message to a young adult, an adult, or even kids, you know, I, I never thought that it was, you could be too young to, truly become a warrior and the younger you start to learn some of the traits and characteristics of being a warrior you know i definitely think it will help you in this you know battle we call everyday life so without further ado we are back warriors of the good you know we have a plenty of ideas that we've mentioned in our past podcasts so if you do forget some of them definitely feel free to go back on uh, apple music spotify your favorite streaming service um and listen to some of these old podcasts if you want you know they're not necessarily steve chronological uh, whatever one you're feeling you definitely can tune into um but as our podcasts uh have grown we as well have come up with you know a multitude of ideas we've want to expand this brand because we are passionate about it. And we also have a belief that, um, you know, there's a greater meaning, a greater good behind it all. So let's dive right in to our word of the day. And now with this as well, folks, this mini pod series, the flow and rundown of our podcast has kind of differed from our season one where we kind of honed in and spoke a little bit longer on our word of the day and gave, you know, a lot of real life examples and had some interviews um, there on and so forth. Now with these mini pods, we're going to have three subtopics all connecting to our word of the day, which is perseverance. Now our first section we'll get right into is subtopic one. Our second will be subtopic two. And our third, which I think is really going to tie everything, uh, you know, the ultimate idea of perseverance um, with a cherry on top is a special guest. Um, Steve Fenton is very close to um, our interviewee. And we're so happy to have him and get the time um, for him to talk about what it truly means to be resilient. And it's one heck of an interview, and I can't wait for you guys to tune in. So let's get right into it. I have my timer, Steve. And the one thing we want to hone in on is our textbook meaning, right? So if we want to say I have my handy-dandy dictionary here which i do of all the shows and i always love to give the dictionary definition of our word of the day and we have here resilience it's a noun and the definition reads the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties toughness 
There's another definition as well that says the ability of a substance or object to spring back into shape, elasticity. So not necessarily, you know, items, but you can even say that substance is us humans and our ability to bounce back after, you know, a tough day or, you know, that flexibility in our lives. So I want to turn it over to you, Steve. And I, I think one awesome thing that kind of goes without saying is that we've seen a lot of movies in life. And aside from a great story, you know, there's one movie in particular that I know that you were going to bring up momentarily that really, you know, emphasizes our word of the day. And I'm sure many people have seen this movie. Um, but even for movies that I'm sure you've seen that I'm about to mention, Shawshank Redemption, one of the in all time greats, The Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith. You know, those movies are a perfect example. If you haven't seen them, definitely go take go take a watch. Shawshank Redemption, Pursuit of Happiness, and this last movie starring Tom Hanks. And Steve, I know you are going to go more in depth in regards to this movie for those who have saw it. But there's a bigger message behind it all, aside from the, you know, the fight in this character of this particular movie. So the word of the day, resilient, resiliency, there's so many ways to look at it and explain it, but what's the bigger meaning for our word of the day? And for those who've seen the movie or haven't seen the movie, how can they relate and connect? So start the clock, Corey, because here we go. Five minutes, let's roll. All right, so resiliency. What a word of the day to start back with being a warrior of the good because just as Corey mentioned, one of the things in our world, folks, that all of us kind of get attached to in, the, in our own way, whether it's an emotional way, it could be a mental way, even a physical way, sometimes even a social way, is movies, as Corey kind of prefaced already, which was an awesome way to bring it in because movies are something that are not only a popularity in the world that, actors are known as famous people and they make a tremendous amount of uh, money and a really good living on being able to exploit both fictional and non-fictional different um, situations in movies. And they coming up with ideas and themes in movies are something that directors and writers that always discuss as the years go on. You know, some movies are very uh, popular or very uh, positive and other movies are a little bit of flops. But every movie made at folks does have a point. Every movie made does have a plot. Well, I could say pretty much most movies. Um, when it comes to resiliency, that's been one of the biggest topics where movies can actually really, really capture and really find into. And I mentioned before both the fictional and non-fictional ways. I mean, folks, look, listen to our opening theme. Uh, life will beat you to the ground if you let it. Life is not full of sunshines and rainbows. Life will beat you to the ground if you let it. It's not how hard you hit. It's that you get back up and keep moving forward. That's how winners are made. That is one of the most famous and favorite movie quotes from a fictional movie about resiliency. A man named Rocky, who was a second or third class boxer who got a shot at the title and believed in himself through a difficult situation with the world against him. And he made that statement himself, even in a fictional movie that is true to life. Because everybody's situation, everybody has something difficult. Everybody goes through some type of difficult situation. So in a sense, this word of the day, resiliency, and this is something I'm going to talk about as time goes on. I mean, each of us have resiliency inside of us. I know we do. Just like we have the goodness inside of us. But here's the trick. Does the resiliency only come out when we need it in those difficult situations? Or does the resiliency come out and then once it comes out, it's there for us? Or does the resiliency not come out in certain people because of the difficult situations? That I can't answer, folks. Everyone's different. The only thing I can say is that for you to survive in this world, you've got to be a warrior. And our, our focus has been you'll be a warrior of the good. We need goodness in this world. So, Corey, as you mentioned, those phenomenal movies. And by the way, on IMBD, those, uh, we researched and did the, the top 40 movies, and we just named a couple of them. But those were up there, Shawshank Redemption, Schindler's List, Pay It Forward, Forrest Gump, Pursuit of Happiness, Goodwill Hunting, all phenomenal movies about its own resiliency 
and how these characters were able to come through something. But the movie Corey kind of prefaced before that I kind of want to touch upon before our time runs out here and our five minute clock is Castaway. Tom Hanks, Castaway, a fictional movie. Now that the reason that sticks out in my mind so much is because that's a movie that takes away pretty much every luxury of life that we have. You see, when he got cast away in the situation that he was in, he was forced to have his resiliency come out. He was forced. He didn't have a choice. There was nothing else to do. It was either find the resiliency inside of him or stop doing anything he's doing and give up. He had no choice. It was one or the other. So in a sense, that movie example that even on an island with nothing around you, when you're completely alone and no one's there. I mean, look at the ending. How long it took him to make that raft. How long it took him to get that idea. How long it took him to get over that, rip, that wave and into the ocean. For them to not even know if he could survive. Talk about overcoming difficult situations. Folks, the movies are there for us to be able to feel something and do something that we feel in our own lives, folks. That's why they're there. And I think the movies are made, Corey, and I think they're made for us to be able to sit back, know that we have this goodness that we, me and you preach about, talk about, try to get others to see. And the reason people miss it so much is simply because they miss the small things in life. The very, very small things in life that make us forget that goodness is out there, that we need to fight for it. And all of the fight starts inside of us. That's why when one good action happens on social media, it's exploited in the world. But the truth is, goodness happens every day. And it happens with you and the person in the mirror. And that's yourself. And that's why, folks, our first topic is about movies made and Castaway. Fantastically put, Steve. And I think that's one thing that, as I did kind of mention earlier, for those who may struggle to understand resiliency and i'm not talking about the textbook term but you know how it can connect to you you know sometimes you know these are where movies are you know very beneficial you know we're yeah. not saying binge watch movies on resiliency all day I and mean, if you want to by all means go for it but you know there's a lot of movies out there that have a message that can help you connect spiritually we talk about that temple inside of you and you know sometimes there's people in that temple that are trying to ignite that flame on top that you may have questions about and that's okay and if a word you know like resilience may seem oh it makes sense to you it may not make sense to the person next to you so that's always, you know, a unique way to kind of put it into perspective. Yeah, that's a really good point, Corey, because I'll tell you, you know, the when I, when I touched touch before upon that, like the movie part of this, before we hit topic number two and the clock starts again, like mm. the emotion is different for everybody. I mean, there's people that can sit around, like you said, and binge watch movies, and there's people who can watch one movie a, uh, a month. The point is, is that there is something inside of – what they're watching that captures their emotion. And that's part of that triangle, what we talked about in our earlier podcast about balance, because both of us, me and you, Corey, believe the key to life is to balance yourself. Mm. And to do that, you got to fight for that. That's not an easy task. So as you're saying, it doesn't matter if the person next to you binge watches or even watches one or even none, but there is a point to the world of making those movies that touches the different emotional side and mental side of all of you out there, folks. Because that's what that's what the whole point to those writers and directors doing that is. So there you have it. Without further ado, let's keep it rolling here on Warriors of the Good. Subtopic number two. You know, you can watch something, you can watch a movie, you can watch a TV show, and get that message of resiliency out of an episode or out of the movie itself. Um, but like we always do on the show, we, you know, being warriors, the good have experienced, have gone through and, you know, have characteristics that connects to our word of the day, such as resiliency. And throughout my life, um, I've 
demonstrated resiliency to the best of my ability. Um, and there's times where I wish I could have been stronger in that regard. And I'm sure um, I can, you know, I'm speaking for both of us, um, partner, where there's sometimes where you wish you had a little bit more resiliency in you to kind of fight the good fight in certain situations. But yeah, five minutes on the clock. This is where we go. Subtopic number two. We connect a point in our lives where we were resilient and, you know, how that instance has made an impact on us. Um, Steve, we're going to start with you, um, an instance in your life that you demonstrated resiliency to the fullest, or maybe a time where you wish you were able to maybe demonstrate it more. Um, Let's get the timer queued up here. I have it for five minutes and... You will share a story, um, and I will share a story. If we go a little bit over, I think it's okay for the sake of this part. Um, but we got some good stuff to share, I'm sure. And, partner, the clock will start as soon as I'm done talking, and the floor is yours, my friend. All right, start that clock, because here we go. Part number two of our mini pod. Being able to express and share with you folks out there about us, the warriors of the good, designers and creators of our own word of the days. Folks, I want you to know that we're no experts, but we certainly fight the good fight every day. So our stories are as any of those other resilient stories out there. Mine is a little bit more broad. What I mean is this, folks. Mine goes back to, I'll I'll call it a more recent situation. Mine has to do with my recent um, coaching experience that I've had in the past five to six years. Resiliency really hit me during that time when I came into my last position of coaching, which currently I am, um, I have resigned from coaching, which we can get into another time. But coming into my last few years of coaching, the past seven years I spent at an institution coaching the sport of volleyball, which I've mentioned before. Coming into that situation, I came into a very extremely difficult situation. Uh, I was a young coach with with experience. And I felt very confident in my ability. But as I came into this program, I took over a program for a coach who had been released, let go, fired. Now, that's no new story to anything else. But the only situation that made it a little different is I never experienced something like that. Now, every coach has their own type of personality, their own type of um, uh, demeanor, own type of um, system that they bring in. Um, I'm a very straightforward, honest warrior of the good that I brought into the situation. So when I came in, I don't want to call myself, I wasn't naive, but I wasn't prepared for the storm that was ahead of me because I wasn't used to people telling me that they don't like what I'm trying to preach to them and being told that I was wrong and hurting people. When truth folks, everything that I have said on this podcast is all based upon my career as a coach and a teacher and a human being in life. I have, I do not change when I go into the coaching world. I do not change when I go into the teaching world. I don't have two sides of me. I have one. Perhaps that could have been something that people weren't prepared for and used to, but I can't, I can't tell you during those first few years of my coaching career at this school, it was the most, challenging professional years of my career. And I say professional because the social part of my triangle is what balanced me out, my family. And if I didn't have the warrior of the good inside of me, I wouldn't have been able to persevere. Story after story, accusation after accusation, false accusation after false accusation, almost being driven out of the institution simply because I believed in accountability. I believed in hard work. And I wanted people to be able to do things for themselves the hard way. I wasn't willing to just do it the easy way. And when I started to preach and give that, I had so much pushback. And it took three seasons, tears, sweat, tears, doubt, and faith to believe and get through the storm I was in. And the reward I got, Corey, through that time, I got three years with the most incredible human beings I've ever coached in my entire career. 
who are all now in college, graduating college, have already graduated college. These are young women entering our world that are already warriors of the good, already one percenters because of the time we spent together. I cherish this word family. I do not take it lightly. Coaches use this word left and right. I only used it with certain people. There was only two teams in my 19 years of coaching that I've ever titled family. This team that I spent three years with is my family. We have a special signal we do when we see each other. We have absolute respect and love. They are the reason I was able to fight through the resiliency and be able to get through the time that was so difficult. And folks, I said, no, you sit there and you can't really understand. I can't tell you all the accusations that can happen. All I can tell you was it threatened my career. It threatened my personal life and it hurt. But I stayed resilient. I stayed a warrior. And I was able to earn people in my life that I will call family for the rest of my life. Partner, that's my story. And I can't, I'm so happy to share it on my podcast with you spreading this goodness. I can't wait to hear yours. Partner, that is, um, before I continue, that is, you know, what it is about. Um, and it just goes to show where, you know, we strive and we aspire to demonstrate and portray who we are as warriors of the good. But, you know, we've took a lot of, you know, hits to get to where we are and where we believe where we are today. You know, to become a warrior of the good, you know, as you mentioned in our title of our podcast, that it's not all sunshines and rainbows. You know, we wish it we wish it was, you know, we wish that life was easy, but it's not. Um, and those battles that we do fight through are the ones you remember. And when you may stumble down the road and in the future. You can go back to a point in your life where that resiliency, how it made you feel, and eventually allowed you to overcome, you know, a tough low point in your life. My resiliency story isn't as deep as yours, partner, but definitely I think everyone that tunes into this podcast may have, you know, will have. Years go by in today's society. Um, When I was about a senior at Seton Hall University, um, my alma mater, you know, as the college joyride was coming to an end, it was time to look, you know, at my professional career and prep myself for the real world and find a job. And as much as it comes across as doesn't seem like a difficult thing, folks, if you're tuning into this podcast and you happen to be in college, not saying this to scare you, but I am saying this as a heads up and to be aware that It's tough to find a job, especially to find a job that you love. And it may take a job that you despise and are a big fan of. Finally, realize that you know what you want to do. But there was a time in my job search where after applying and writing hundreds of cover letters, filling out hundreds of applications, I almost hit a dark point in my life where I said to myself, you know, him, you know, I almost second guessed the person I was. And it's so tough, Steve, that, you know, in regards to, you know, job applications and whatnot, where it's for me, I always felt confident in the person I am that I can sell myself and show a company or show my future employer that, you know, you're getting a warrior of good, uh, a warrior of the good as you're, next potential employee um but it's hard to do that by just giving them a piece of paper and writing them a letter so i said to myself you know when am i gonna hear back from somebody 
am I in the right career? But folks, this is where I stayed resilient. You know, I said a prayer to the man upstairs. I'm a big believer uh, in God and my faith. And that has carried me uh, to the point I am uh, where I am today, rather. But um, partner, the fact that I stayed resilient and having the confidence, which I think, you know, is a great parallel um, in regards to our word of the day is that this resiliency allowed me to be confident in myself, kind of establish that swagger to, you know, continuing to apply to jobs. And if I didn't hear something necessarily from an employer, I didn't get down. I kept on going. I kept going about my day. And eventually that right job, you know, finally appeared in my life. And now I take that. I'm resilient you know, in that line of work. And I continue to roll. And I, I think that if I wasn't resilient, you know, I'd still be in a dark, loomy place, which would be tough to get out of um, no matter how much work I put into it. So that is my resiliency story. And I will keep continuing to do so in um, spurts of, you know, down the road as I get older, if I'm looking for a new line of work, I have to continue to be resilient. Um, but that example, that life example that I initially crossed as a senior in college um, and to the point I am today. Interestingly enough, uh, partner, as I'm sitting here listening to your story, the first thought that came to my mind was two completely different uh, parts of our lives. And perhaps that's one of the greatest things about this podcast is that we can reach audiences from two completely different parts of their lives. Perhaps even an audience member who's could be in my part of uh, part of the life I'm in uh, can be listening to you, and something that you said can spark something in their life, and vice versa, the same thing. And I think that's the power of the goodness that we're trying to do here. Because as I was listening to you talk about that, believe it or not, folks and Corey, my partner, I heard Castaway. So what I meant was, Corey, you, in a metaphorical sense, were on an island. And yeah. a lot of folks, a lot of kids coming out of college have that island that they get on. And it almost becomes you're alone and you start to lose this faith. What's the point of going to an institution and paying all this money? And Because everybody told you in your life, the one thing you need is a college degree. And here I can't, I can't do anything. I can't get anything. Hmm. You see, when I got out of college, Corey, I got a job. A month later, I never experienced that. I never went through what you went through. I never even, I never even thought I would go through something like that. You know, people could say a different part of life back then, lucky in career, whatever you want to call it. But the truth is, is that Castaway represented someone having to be resilient at a time that they didn't want to be, but they were forced to be. And that's what you chose to do, my partner. You were forced to be resilient and you did and folks if you just look in the mirror tomorrow morning and the morning after and you look at yourself and you go through whatever word of the day you want it doesn't have to be ours and you say i am resilient balanced confident faithful whatever whatever you feel you need to be your warrior, folks. That's what makes us so passionate about doing this. Folks, this is worth it. Fighting the good fight. Being a warrior. As my girl said, keep being a warrior. Because guess what? You're the only one who can fight for yourself to its fullest extent. Partner, great story. Very proud and honored to hear that story. Appreciate it, my friends. And we talk about stories as I preface subtopic three, and you, Steve, uh, brought this to my attention to getting this interview um, completed and having this young man on our show. And, you know, we have our stories. Um, the people around us have our stories. But this young man in particular um, has a story for us that you know, really puts the cherry on top of what it means to be resilient um, and how resiliency 
has helped him um, in his everyday life. So before we get to this interview and we roll this interview for our listeners, set the stage for us, Steve, is you have a personal connection with the father of this young man that we were able to interview and boy, his story is fantastic. And I, I think it's going to really hit home with uh, our listeners here on today's podcast. So folks to keep our mini pod as many as we can, if we go over a little bit, uh, as Corey said before, it's absolutely necessary. And uh, also hopefully you're enjoying this as much as we are. Our interview today is by a young man. His name is Ryan. Ryan is the exact, his story is the exact reason we came up with this word of the day. Ryan's story exemplifies resiliency. Now, Ryan's story is not the only example of resiliency in this world, but Ryan's story is the example that I know the closest to resiliency to its fullest extent. Ryan is a dear personal friend of mine because, as Corey mentioned, his father is a dear personal friend of mine. His father also happens to be my boss. 19 years ago, he hired me. A young, very passionate, sensitive, and positive young man. He took a chance on him. And if you ever heard his story one day, he chose me over a female physical education teacher. So you must have really liked me, he told me. We get a chuckle out of that. As I got to meet my principal, who became my dear friend, Joe, and I became colleagues and more importantly, friends with him later in life, I followed him to another district, Bridgewater, which led me to Corey, who I became his teacher. And I'm still having the honor and blessing to work side by side with one of the most remarkable human beings I've ever met in my life, my principal, Joe. But Joe had a son and Ryan's story is so unique. I want him to tell you himself. All I can tell you is that Ryan's story was a story that was very unfair to him, something he didn't ask for, something he didn't want, something he didn't even understand. Because when he was so young, his diagnosis came with this story. And he began something that he turned into today, as me and Corey call ourselves warriors of the good. Ryan is a legend when it becomes being a warrior of the good, because he's lived it every single day. And I have never met another 16-year-old person, human being, such as this young man, Ryan, and you will hear his story. It's my honor and my pleasure to bring you this interview about my friend, Ryan Zugman Diskin. Corey, thank you very much. Looking forward to this interview for a long time. Uh, it's, a, it's an honor to bring on our first uh, interviewee of our comeback tour. Uh, folks, as we said, a Warriors of the Good took a small little break, small little hiatus, but we're back. We're finishing our mini pods. We've got our word of the day that we, Corey and I, just prefaced. And as we go through our number three topic on our mini pod, we're bringing you an interview. Now, to segue this interview, uh, I'm going to introduce our guest. He's going to tell you about himself. He's going to tell you about his story. And folks, let me tell you something. I've never in my entire life met another human being who's handled resiliency such as this young man. And that's one of the things that I'm so excited about is take that word pretty literal, but don't let that word fool you. Young man. We're going to be talking to a young person who's still in high school. But let me tell you something, folks. One of the best things about being a warrior of the good, it doesn't matter if you're in high school. It doesn't matter if you're a grown adult. It doesn't even matter if you're a senior. Warriors of the good live inside of you. It's up to you to bring it out. And folks, this individual brought it out. And it's an honor for me to know this person. And I'm excited for you to get to know this person. So, let me first welcome our guest, Ryan. Why don't you say hello to our audience? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Ryan. Um, it's a pleasure to have you on Warriors for the Good. Um, I'd like you to first introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about you and uh, your story. 
Okay, so my name is Ryan Diskin. I am currently 16 years old. I am a junior in high school uh, at Governor Livingston High School. And um, uh, my nickname is Zuggy. I have a YouTube channel and a business called Zuggy Fishing that um, is doing very well. I have a YouTube channel and um, many other social media platforms. Um, so I've had a really crazy past, actually. And um, many people don't know this about me, but I have a, t- a tumor located between the orbit and the brain. And uh, it's caused a lot of, of craziness so far in my life. And um, so it started off when I was about uh, like three years old. And the doctors saw something, and, and my mom did too, and we had no idea what it was. And we ended up uh, going to hundreds and hundreds of hospitals and doctors, and they had no idea what was the matter with, um, like, what was going on. So this tumor, caught, if you picture this, this tumor causes my eye to be red. So on my left eye, um, there is a little, on the corner, there's about an inch of just pure red and that is we don't even know what it is to this day but going back to the story so doctors hundreds and hundreds of doctors from uh the east coast down to florida georgia north carolina even indiana ohio uh, kentucky all these doctors had no idea what was wrong with um like what was going on with my situation and we were kind of like worried at the same time as well as we were scared, worried, um, did not know what was going on, what to expect, all that, all that. And, um, it's, it's been a a crazy ride. So basically in 2000, so this whole thing progressed, it just got completely worse and worse, more, uh, different effects up to, so from like 2005 or six to about 2008, things just kept, kept, kept getting worse and worse and worse. And more doctors kept saying, Oh, I don't know what's wrong with him. We've never seen this before. So basically in 2009 was the first time that I went to the hospital for like an extensive period of time. So before that I did go to the hospital, but very faint memories of that because I was so young, but I did go to the hospital for great amounts of time. Like one to two months almost would be, I would be in the hospital with tons and tons of checkups uh, throughout the year and, and surgeries and biopsies and all that. And still they could not get a result. They did not know what was wrong. So in 2010, uh, I was going into, we were, we were kind of were worried. We didn't know what was going on. We didn't know what to do. However, we did end up, end up stumbling up, Across a doctor in Boston named uh, Ben Carson, who who actually uh, ran for president, and uh, we ended up meeting him. And he actually he actually didn't even know what was going on. But we actually uh, he recommended a doctor in New York uh, named Jeffrey Greenfield, uh, right in New York City, right out of the hospital of Well uh, Cornell Medical Group, and we went to him. And at first, he actually did not know what was going on as well. Not, not a new response at all. But he, he didn't even know what was going on, really. And we actually ended up walking out that day. Not even, like, he didn't give us any real information. However, he did call us back. And uh, after, uh, he did want us to take a few scans and uh, procedures to see what was going on. And he actually did come up with a solution. He, he call, he, although, to this day, it's still not classified. He did classify it as um, like a tumor, but not a, like a real, real tumor that it, like can be removed. It's it was more, it's it's this unclassified tumor that's between the orbit and the brain. And so he so he said we have a solution, and you could go back to school, do whatever, and if it gets worse, we're going to have to go in drastic measures. Measures. So around when I was in the fourth grade. Um, uh, very, very, very painful stuff started happening to me. Extreme headaches. It almost felt like, like my skull was breaking apart almost. And it was just in so much pain and 
unbearable pain. And so that night when I was in the fourth grade, the police came over and the ambulance took me to uh, a local hospital uh, in Morristown. And they ended up transferring me to uh, New York to see uh, to see Dr. Greenfield. And so that year, when I was in the fourth grade, I was in the hospital for about two months, starting in about October and ending in like late November. I remember it was right before Christmas. And um, that year, so Dr. Greenfield, he was trying to come up with a solution, the best things, whether it be procedure, all that. So all that time while I was in the hospital, I was on, I was doing chemotherapy and um, just trying to get better. And, um, and then he finally said to my parents, so we may have a solution. It's called a shunt and the shunt would be going into his head. And this would try to stop the harmful fluid that the tumor created. And so it was a very expensive and uh, procedure and uh, a very big procedure. And um, people, um, and we, we decided to go with the procedure because this pain and this whole situation would not stop without it. So we decided to go with the procedure. And this was in um, the year I was in fourth grade. And once that procedure happened, it literally changed everything. I, I mean, I, again, so it changed everything for a good time being. So then later on, when I was in um, a, a fifth or sixth grade, I actually went back to the hospital for another one to two months and um, just to, to do another procedure involving the shunt to try to make things better. And um, that, like it did help for the time being in fourth grade, but in fifth and sixth grade, um, it did help really, really uh, immensely. So basically what they did is they did even more things with my head to try to fix it. And this doctor, Dr. Jeffrey Greenfield, he, he literally changed the whole situation around. And, um, he like the red is still in my eye, but all the pain and all, all the suffering got away because of this procedure. So he was a really, uh, changing, uh, life changing person. And, um, so as time went on, none of that pain was the same as it was. But during that time period, there was so much craziness and not knowing what to do and basically hopeless. But as time went on, things got better and um, we ended up saving like the whole situation. And, um, and uh, this doctor completely life changing and he helped a lot. And from when I was in about sixth, seventh grade up to this point, I have the, the, the whole uh, tumor itself is not cured, but the whole um, like the pain and everything that's that's pretty much gone. There's there's pretty much none of that for the last five, six years now. And it's it's been crazy. Wow. Um, yep. And so. So, yeah. So now. To this day, I have um, I've bounced back really well, and um, I've been doing some great things. You know, Zugman, uh, <laughs> I love that nickname. Um, yep, folks, I've known this I've known this young man pretty much his entire life. Um, his father being not only my boss but one of my closest friends, and I'll tell you, I knew parts of that story you told me, but what you just told me, there was parts of it that I had never heard of before, and let me just tell you, first of all, it takes an incredible amount of person to be able to share your story publicly because that's ultimately what we're trying to spread this message in the world. I mean, you define everything that Corey and I believe in about being a warrior of the good. You are the truest warrior that we, both of us can think of, Doug, man. And I want you to know we both appreciate you coming on here and being able to share to our audience your story. Mm -hmm. Um I really also, I couldn't believe, I mean, folks, you got to think about it this way. When people get uh, diagnoses or, um, you know, uh, traumatic situations that occur, I mean, there's a lot of times where there's a, uh, I don't want to call it a, um, uh, a problem or at least a diagnosis, but you, you didn't have one, Doug, man. I mean, like, exactly. I mean, like that's, 
that's the whole point that I was excited to bring you on here. I mean, resiliency is the word of the day we're trying to choose. I mean, Zugman, I don't know if you've listened to any of other our episodes. If not, take a listen because I really think you'd like them. Um, but we're trying to spread to the world about how to be good inside of yourself. But, I mean, I couldn't think of anybody else when it comes to overcoming difficult situations, not just from somebody who got through a traumatic medical situation, but folks, they didn't even identify it. I mean, I can't imagine what went through your your mind and your heart and your folks' mind and heart. So it kind of leads me to my next question, like, you know, you've had resiliency in your, you've had no choice but to begin to do it as a child. And here you are as a young man thriving. So my question to you is from a situation that you, you're dealing with that still doesn't have a diagnosis, like from that point in your life to this point, your 16 years of being alive, let me ask you, what, what can you tell our folks or our audience members about their lives and things that they could do for themselves from what you've been through? I want I want the Zugman to share some, sure. uh, some love to the light. Sure. So resilience has played such a giant role in the whole situation and in my life today after all the pain has been has been quote unquote resolved. But lit- resilience, confidence, perseverance, grit has all played such a giant role in um, my story because without in the beginning, we were scared, nervous, and basically hopeless because this was such a new thing and we did not know what to expect, what was going to go on, anything like that. But due to us being resilient and being and not giving up on this situation and not letting this undiagnosed thing over, overrule us, we bounced back and attacked this situation with so much confidence and resiliency and we persevered without any any backing down and we completely destroyed this terrible thing that that has come in into me and people people need to literally take this not only take my story but apply it into into your lives and resiliency is such an important part whether it be something like my situation with such a crazy uh, undiagnosed like disease that happened or um, whether it be in your daily lives, whether it be with school, uh, a job, um, a a friendship, anything like that. People need to be resilient in their lives because you you can't give up. You always got to keep pushing no matter what. I, one of my main mottos is I always try to give my 110% best at something and not give up and people need to think about this and be resilient and they need to to bounce back even if something doesn't go their way if something uh steers in a different direction what they wanted they can't give up they need to work even harder and keep persevering and never give up because that's the what really what will only get you through whatever you're going through in my situation with the hospital going using resiliency and confidence and uh, never giving up is what really brought us through the, the tough times. Not, not these doctors played a major part, but it was really up to us to be resilient and bounce back from this. And um, people need to think about this and apply this to their lives. People think that their job or, their grades or homework or anything like that is or a friendship or whatever that has gone wrong in any of those in any ways is so is so um is so bad and so terrible and they complain about it but people need to be grateful about what they have because people if you were in my situation even being here right now on this podcast shows that I'm resilient and do not give up and people need to think about that the same exact way. Don't ever like, don't complain about homework or your job or anything like that again. And people need to really be resilient and, and bounce back and say, I'm going to conquer this and not give up because that's who I am. And I need to work even harder because there's people 
that are a lot less fortunate than me doing things that are that are trying to save their own lives and i'm complaining about my job or homework or something like that and it's just like me like you put yourself in my shoes i had to be resilient i it it could not have turned out the way that that it did it could have been much worse but without this resilience that um that we uh brought to the table we would not be where we are today and being in the position and where i am in my life today so resilience plays such a major role and um people need to learn from my situation and and just overall embody resiliency you know folks this is coming from a a 16 year old young man that's had to deal with this since he was three years old and who knows, even before that, that was when it was first yeah. found out. Yep. I mean, folks, that's why when you look at people, don't look at age or what you see in front of them. Look at the, look at the spirit inside of them, folks, because there's so much we can learn from your stories, Ugg, man. And I'm so grateful Thanks. you came on. I mean, I love I loved your motto. Give 110% your best and not give up. That is... That is a phenomenal model because guess what? It goes past 100%. Exactly. And that t- extra 10% is, there's so much involved in that. And right. I'm, I'm just, I'm honored to have you on here. And uh, I know I've known you pretty much your whole life, but you're mm-hmm. the truest warrior of the good we have, Doug, man. So as we finish up oh, our uh, you. interview, you're welcome. And it's an honor to be talking to you tonight. And to be honest, I have to say this on a side note. I am, as a, as a friend of your family, you have grown into one of the most tremendous human beings and men that I've ever spoke to. And I can only look forward to watching all the rest of your growth in your life and enjoying oh, that. Thank time. you. So, but I do have a last question for you before I let you go. Uh, it's kind of a, uh, let's call it an interesting question, but you got to tell our audience where did Subman come from? Where did that nickname come from? Sure. Sure. So, my nickname is Zuggy, Z-U-G-G-Y. Um, so Zuggy has a very interesting root. Um, when I was little, around four years old, maybe five, um, there used to be, it's an interesting story, but uh, I'll tell you how it turned into what it is today. But um, there used to be a Nissan commercial on TV. And there was a song that went, it went like, uh, some like the moderator on the commercial would say, zoom, 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 like Z-O-O-M. Yeah. And, and I would always, and I would try to like repeat that and I would say, zug, 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 zug. <laughs> and, and so that is how that nickname came about. And ever since my dad has just been calling me Zuggy. <laughs> and, and that has been sticking literally forever. Um, everybody in school calls me it. Um, I've created uh a fishing uh, business out of it. So I have um, a YouTube channel called Zuggy Fishing as well as um, different social medias called Zuggy Fishing. And my motto through that is first is to take people on my adventures fishing for where I, through where I go and um, create awesome fishing content for them. But another major aspect of my channel is uh, my main motto that I say at the end of every video is be positive, just fish. And, um, that has been a big, that has been my motto that people know me by because throughout my story, I've always uh, been positive and just kept pursuing as, as I embody be positive, just fish. So always be positive. Don't look back. Just, just fish, you know, so you can apply this to your life. Be positive. Just do what you're doing. You know, always, always work hard, try your best. And, uh, yeah, so I've also created, um, a fishing club in my school and um that is like that's sponsored by like zuggy fishing and we get supplies through there um i make tons of awesome videos um shirts and stuff that say be positive just fish that are coming out and uh zuggy has just been a huge part of my life as well as that be positive just fish motto be positive and just fish zuggy that is about the best thing you can say to get the get this interview come to a close. Let me tell you, it's been an honor to have you on. Um, thank you for sharing our story. I do kind of want to finish this up and uh, 
make this a public announcement. I know this is going to be between me and you, but why not bring it out to the world? I've, I've told sure. this to your father a bunch of times. And um, Zug, Ryan, I have two little girls. Let me tell you yeah. something. You, at this point in your life, are such a great human being. You have my blessing, if it ever got to that point, to marry either mm-hmm. of my children. That's how highly I think of you, my friend. Oh, wow. So, Thank you. just wanted to give you that true compliment from me to you, because... I love you like a family member, and it's been an honor to have you on. Folks, the owner of Zuggy Fishing, check him out on YouTube. Go to his YouTube channel. I'll tell you, I already have one of his T-shirts, Zuggy Fishing. It's a long sleeve T-shirt. <laughs> I look forward to getting a, a short sleeve T-shirt. Sure. Uh, I don't know, Ryan, uh, or if you have a Be Positive Just Fish T-shirt, but I'd love one of those as well. Yep, that's coming out uh, in 2020. Uh, so check it out, folks. And if you have any questions for Zug, man, I'm sure they can reach you on there. Right, Zug? Of course, ZuggyRG20 at gmail.com. Reach out to him, folks. Ask him some questions from you heard on the podcast, some fishing questions. I need you to get me out. I'm just starting my fishing career. I need some help from the expert. I look forward to getting out there with you. Oh, yeah. It's been an honor to have you on, Zug, man. We thank you so much coming on Warriors the Good. We'd love to have you back on again at another time. Um, Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. Appreciate it so much. Our pleasure, Zug, man. And uh, we'll bring it back to you, Corey. Wow. And that was the cherry on top for our mini pod three. What an interview. We thank Ryan for joining the show. Steve, that's some great stuff you were able to get with Ryan one-on-one. What an interview. What a, what a special human being based off. And I've never met him in person, but just based off that interview, I can tell uh, he exemplifies resiliency to a T. Yeah. You know, um, Ryan's most recent, uh, surgery he actually had, I don't want to go too much into his personal detail, but he had to have a recent surgery. Um, and I think Ryan talked a little bit about, uh, the tumor that he has that's, um, located near his eye that is still, um, undiagnosed, but he had no most recent surgery and he had some, um, some, Cosmetic things done as well as some internal things done. I'll leave it at that out of respect to Ryan. Um, But talking to Joe right before Ryan went in, I said, Joe, how's he doing? And Joe said to me, he goes, you know, he looked at me the other day and he goes, let's go. I got this. No problem. I mean, resiliency, surgery. I mean, for the amount of times he's been in surgeries, I, again, to be respectful to his story, I mean, I, I, I don't even know, but for a young man to be able to go through an experience like that and then look, I mean, this, this young man is, is so confident and mindful. He has his own fishing program. He has his own YouTube fishing channel, Zuggy Fishing. I'm sure he's mentioned it on the interview, but folks, go check it out. This is somebody who's out there just trying to spread his own goodness his own feelings from everything he's been through. And he has never, never once brought anything but confidence, mindfulness, and resiliency to everything he's done in life. It, it, I'll tell you, I, I'll be, folks, I'll be honest with you. He is the only boy to this day that I've already said to him without even being anywhere near this point, he has already has my blessing as a father to marry either of my girls. If I can't put it any better way than that, that's how strong Ryan is. That is quite the special blessing and quite the human being Ryan Diskin is. And again, go check out that channel as well. If you're trying to get out on a river, American River, wherever you may be, Zuggy Fishing, Z-U-G-G-Y, Fishing, as it sounds, definitely show Ryan some support as well and that is fantastic and just like that partner another mini pod in the books and sometimes you're able to pick right up where you left off no issues and we did just that with another word of the day a mini pod for the people and again so happy to be back we're gonna continue to push out these mini pods as we continue to do so after we put out our 10th mini pod we're going to take a about a week or two break as we kind of re 
regroup here and have something special planned for our season three. You know, that's what we kind of like to do here on Warriors of the Good. We like to spice things up. We want you guys to come back, continue to listen, um, and continue to hear the good word every single week. I'm Corey Ponarolo. He's Stephen J. Fenton, partner. Before we sign off for Mini Pod Three, any last words before it is all over? In the words of my girls, Ashley and Abigail, as they said in the beginning, "Keep being a warrior, folks. Keep being a warrior because the goodness is in you." Folks, we'll be back next week, Mini Pod Episode Four. Want to listen to us? Any streaming service that you prefer, we're on there. Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, we're on it. Warriors of the Good, feel free to give us a listen. We will be back next week. Same time, same place. Adios, everybody. Warriors of the Good, we're back. And we'll see you in seven days. Take care, everybody.